Hey everybody, welcome to Salem Fields Community Church. My name is Chris Beckert and I'm one of the pastors here and we're really glad that you're here with us today. We have people who are local to the Fredericksburg area joining us. We have people from across the country and across the world joining in and we just wanted to say thank you for being here. But I have to be honest and to say that it's been a rough week that it's been a rough week locally and also nationally. And I know it's been a rough week, especially for many of you worshiping with us. And it can be hard to have a smile on today, but I can say with all sincerity and honesty, I can say that Jesus is here. And that I know first and foremost, that as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we're coming together from where you are and from where I am, from where we are, we're coming together to enter into his presence, the presence of our one true Lord. And we're starting a brand new series today that's called Lord of All. And we stand together knowing it's the presence of our Lord Jesus that sustains us and unites us today. And I wanted to invite you to check in on social media to let your friends know that there is good news and that they can tune in with you at salemfields.com live. And know that we also wanna hear from you and pray with you and for you from wherever you're worshiping today. So make sure that you fill out a connection card. There's a button on the top of the live stream page or you can go to salemfields.com contact. You can also subscribe to our weekly e-news through that connection card. That way you're kept up to date on everything going on in the church community throughout the week. And that starts with our deeper dive into the week's sermon on Mondays at 2 p.m. on Facebook Live. And we have a student ministries takeover on Tuesdays on social media. We have a Zoom lunch break at noon on Wednesday where we've been grappling with some of the current events issues and how do we respond as Christians and also worship Wednesday on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live. And Thursday, we have our Family Connect for Children and Family Ministries at 11 a.m. And Friday, we have a prayer gathering by Zoom at at 9 a.m. And we want to ask you to continue to give faithfully in your tithes and offerings as well, which we believe is a spiritual practice that God invites us to participate in as we grow in our faith and trust him to provide for us. And there's a number of ways that you can do that electronically, uh, including the text to give option, which is at the bottom of your screen through the website and also the give button on the live stream page. Or you can be old school and mail in or drop off your check at the church building. And just a reminder that every Sunday we have a special kids ministry program at 1020 a.m. followed by a program for students at 1035 a.m. The both which are broadcast through salemfields.com live and also Facebook live. And so know that we're grateful that you're here to join us today. And now I want to invite you to put your whole heart, your whole mind into worshiping our Lord Jesus together. Welcome. Oh 
How you doing, graduates? I'm Pastor Jerome Hancock, and I want to give a big shout out to all of you that have graduated from high school. I want you to know we love you and we're happy for you. I know I haven't got to meet you personally, but I want you to know I care about you and I'm excited about your graduation. I'm sorry that's kind of been different this year with the virtual thing, but I want you to know that you've graduated and we're proud of you and we're going to celebrate that today. I'm also very proud of our youth minister, Tone Poindexter. He's quite a guy, a lot of skills and abilities, and he's going to take over now and give a special introduction of our graduates. Praise the Lord. Take it away, Tone. Thanks, Pastor Jerome, and I want to congratulate each and every one of you that invested your time, talents, your heart, blood, sweat, and tears into this 2020 graduation year for yourselves. You did an amazing job, but now is the time to put in the hard work, the real hard work. We got to step it up a notch when we get into that adulthood, right? Don't let anybody tell you that you can't, because God tells you that you can. Let's read this scripture together. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. Guys, let's draw near to God, and he's going to draw near to us, especially when we walk into those unknown waters where we don't know where we're going to end up at. And it's because that we follow Christ that we do know where we're going to end up at. Father God, we just thank you so much for these young people, God, and the, the persistence that they've had, God, in completing this 2020 year despite everything that they've gone through, the trials and the tribulations and the struggles, God. But we know when we rely on you, God, that you're going to pull us through, God. You're, you're going to help us through everything, God. And we are so thankful for that. So, God, I just want to bless each and every one of these students, God, that they continue to be students for the rest of their lives, God. Students for you, God, wanting to know more about what you have for them, God. I'm so excited to see them soar, God, and I know you are too. We thank you so much for everything that you've done for us and everything that you're going to continue to do. And that's in Jesus' name. We all say and pray, amen. Guys, we love you, we believe in you, and we actually like you. Continue to soar.
to worship today by just bringing this passage of scripture from Psalms 90. It says here in verse 1, it says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. A thousand years in your sight are like day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night. It goes on down to verse 10. It says, Our days have come to 70 years, or 80, if our strength endures. 
they quickly pass and we fly away. In verse 12, it kind of wraps up this, is that teach us to number our days that we may gain the heart of wisdom. You know, as we continue to worship into this next song um, about uh, God's good grace, it speaks in there about the generations, um, the everlasting love that God has for us. And while our time here on earth might be short, um, God's time is everlasting. It's just never, it's always there. And so it's important for us to just kind of maybe take time to realize what it is we're supposed to do with, with the moments that we have here on earth as we continue to worship. Let's just surrender to him in these next moments. Come together, strangers, neighbors, a blood is one. Children, generations of every nation of kingdom come. So don't let your heart be troubled. Hold your head up, I don't fear no evil Fix your eyes on this one truth God is madly in love with you Take courage, hold on, be strong Remember where hell comes from up the name of Jesus and let's celebrate his grace. Let's see this out. So swing wide, oh you heavens, let the praise go up as the walls come down. 
says not possible. You see, everyone has a God, whether or not it's the God of the gospel. You might say, I don't believe in God, but there's always that one thing that's king. Even the dictionary defines God as what we make supreme. You see, it's a theme, it's a thread, it's in all human beings. We were made to worship, and it's not just about singing. Some may say, wait, I don't worship, I've put that on the shelf. But I say, technically, you worship God or you worship yourself. See, we all worship something. To an object, we're all liable. Ladies, to some, your boyfriend is your God, and Cosmo is your Bible. And some guys may walk into church and say, in God I trust, but are secretly addicted to pornography and lust. Yet we mock and we laugh at the Israelites' golden calf. But we do the same thing right back. It just looks a little different than that. So question, what's on your throne? What do you chase so you don't feel alone? What defines you? What gives you worth? What, if lost, would make your heart hurt? You see, this, this is your God. We've sacrificed deep joy for shallow happiness. To be honest, we look like fools, like adults splashing around in the kiddie pool saying, wow, this is so cool, because we're slaves to our possessions, constantly craving something new. Reality check, if you can't give it up, 
You don't own it. It owns you. Yes, that's the primary question of all. What or who owns you? Today, we're starting a three-week series titled, Lord of All, Lord of All. The question is, what or who sits on the throne of your heart? What a great question to ask on graduation weekend. I know you've already graduated, but we're honoring our graduates today. And I want to remind you that all of us are graduating, in a sense, today from this moment to the next. This is the first day, as you've heard many times before, of the rest of our lives. All of us, not just the graduates. They're coming into a special time of newness, and each one of us is as well. We think we may know about tomorrow, but I think recent circumstances have proven that we don't have a clue what's going to happen in the future. So let's continue to find the right one to sit on the throne of our hearts. You know, when you think about the perfect question, I remember playing uh, with my grandkids. We'd play games and we'd be going around the board and one of them would say, whose time is it? Whose time is it? I began to think that's really an important question. To whom does your time belong? Whose time is it? Yours or who really owns it? And I pray that your answer is God. Who's the Lord of your time? You know, speaking of time, this is an unforgettable moment in time. I mean, this is a perfect storm of things that have come together in an amazing way, especially here at Salem Fields Community Church. First of all, we're in a pastoral search transition. And I'm telling you, it's it's it's. Uh, just a crazy time to be doing that during the COVID-19 virus quarantine. And we've just had a lot of things going on. We can't get all the news out and all the message out. But I can tell you this, we're going to have some very exciting news about the calling of a new pastor in the very next few days. And I'm excited about it. And I pray that you will be and that you'll listen and get all the news as it comes out. And so I've already mentioned the fact that we're in the COVID-19 virus, and you graduates have had to suffer from that. Of course, you've been out of school in a sense, but you still didn't get to have your walk-through graduation. And we want you to know we're sorry about that, but we love you, and we want to celebrate today your graduation. Congratulations. We're happy for you. And all God's people are saying congratulations as we talk about it here today. So I would encourage you to recognize that a lot of things are going on, and we're also in the middle of this terrible time when the nation's ills that are deeply rooted in our DNA, racism, prejudice, hatred, go way deep into us. And we are coming to a point, I pray, where we're beginning to get it to the surface, where men and women of all races, colors, and creeds will recognize we're all the children of God, red and yellow, black and white. They're all precious in His sight. And we don't want to look down on anyone because of their background, their age, where they come from, what the color of their skin is, how much money they make. No, we love people. And I'm convinced today if racism and all the prejudice that we have in other areas is ever going to be wiped out, it'll only be because we give our hearts to Jesus and we're filled with the love of God who has loved us so that we can now love others. And so I want to encourage you, pray for our nation. Let's be the people who call upon God. And join me right now, in fact. Let's just pray right now. Lord Jesus, this is, this is a crazy time in our lives as we think about the COVID virus and the quarantine worldwide. It is an amazing thing going on in our humanity. And we ask, Lord, for your healing 
But even deeper, Lord, we ask for the healing of the virus of hatred and injustice and prejudice. I pray, Lord, that you would help us as Christians to be able to share the good news, share with people everywhere we go that good news is God loves us, wants to fill us with his love so that we can love others. So, Lord, speak through us. Use us to be agents of healing, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We spent a lot of time working on a statement about all of this, and it's been published on our website and Facebook and other places. I hope you'll read it, maybe even make a copy, and let it ring in your heart. And so, you graduates, I apologize that you're having to go through all of this, but I want you to be ready for the future. And the way you can be ready for the future is to make sure that everything you have belongs to God. In this series, we're going to be talking about your time, your talent, your treasures. Everything you have is on the altar. Is He Lord of all? And today we're focusing in on your time. Your time is a gift from God. And oh, does it fly by quickly. You know, you graduates are thinking about all the new things you're going to get to do. Maybe some freedoms you haven't had. Who knows? But you're thinking about a lot of great times and looking forward with excitement to times ahead for you. The parents, we're thinking about how quickly time goes by, aren't we? I mean, we look at those graduates and we just say, you know, yesterday she was born and now she's graduating. Oh my goodness, it's just too fast. I know that that happens because I've had my own children graduate and now I've had my grandchildren graduate from high school. And it just reminds me how quickly time flies. You know, I was reminded the other day that I graduated from my master's degree 27 years ago. And I then graduated from my college degree 49 years ago. And I graduated from high school, get this, 53 years ago. Woo! I'm telling you folks, my favorite subject in school was history. The reason was there was so little of it when I went to school. There hadn't been much going on that far back, but I am glad I made it through and I can remind you and I can really assure you, time flies. Time is a gift from God and in a lot of ways, it's really the main thing that we have. We have other gifts and abilities, but we have to have time to use them. And time is a precious gift and none of us knows how much we have. So what are you doing with your time? I thought about this word a lot. I want to ask you, are you saving time, wasting time, using time, spending time, taking time, grabbing time, giving time, investing time, losing time, making time, passing time, killing time, watching time, borrowing time, serving time? Do you have some extra time? Have you lost time? Are you forgotten time? Is there a special time, an unusual time, last time, first time, other time, only time, short time, long time, daytime, nighttime? No time, good time, bad time, crazy time, closing time, starting time, quitting time, time out. <laughs> Drive me crazy. You know, we use the word time all the time. But we need to think about how it's going through our fingers. I have this hourglass. This is what they used when I was growing up back in West Virginia to tell time. Well, not exactly, but, you know, this uh, hourglass is really a special thing. And actually, this one is one hour. If you put it over when it's empty on one side... By the time it goes through, it's one hour. And watching those sands go through there reminds me of how sand, how time goes right through our hands like sand. And so I want to remind you to take good care of your time. And the only way to really take care of it is to put it in God's hands and make sure he's in control. So I want you to think about your time. One good question to ask yourself is, how long have you really lived? Now, I'm not talking about how many days, months, or years. You know, anybody can come up with that. 
but I want you to think back to the really memorable days in your life. Those moments, not the times of pain, but the times of real joy, real happiness that are just seared in your memory. Times that you can remember clear as a bell. You can remember it as though it were five or ten minutes ago. Your first time to see the ocean. I remember it. Myrtle Beach, man. Clear as a bell. How many of you remember your wedding day? I can remember it very well. Birth of a child. I can remember the first time I ever saw Brenda Lane, the girl that became my wife. I remember it. I can tell you right now what she was wearing. I tell you what, I know what time of day it was. I know what was going on all around me because when I saw her, my life changed. That was kind of like BB and uh, I guess AB, before Brenda and after Brenda. And I'm telling you, I'll never forget that moment in the birth of our sons. All our special moments seared into my mind. One of the most faithful and wonderful memories I have is skiing in Colorado. I was on Breckenridge Mountain Peak 8, and they told me I could ski over to Peak 9 on a kind of a Jeep trail. And so I found the way, and I was out there all by myself. Beautiful day, sun in the sky, birds singing, and I'm just kind of going down this easy Jeep trail. You know, just rhythmic it was fun out there all by myself, the blue sky. There was even an eagle. I'm not kidding you, an eagle flying over me in the cloudless sky. It was majestic. And I will never forget those moments skiing from peak eight to peak nine on Breckenridge. Can you have some of those moments in your mind? Two of the very top memories in my entire life are the Friday night in Jacksonville, Florida. When I settled it with God, he saved me. I confessed my sins and he changed my life. And then a few months later in West Virginia, summer camp, the pastor gave an altar call and I knew God was telling me to go and be filled with his Holy Spirit. And that night I surrendered everything to God and he sanctified me. I'll never forget that day. And I'm so glad for how it has changed my life. You see, these are moments I'll never forget. Do you have some of those? How many would you say you have? Because if you added them all up, I would say that's kind of how long you've really been alive. Are you really living life to the full? Add those up. Five minutes? Two hours? A day? How long do you think you have of those memories that you'll never forget? How long have you really lived? How are you using your time? Will you give your time to God? so that he can enable you to really live. I want you to listen to a powerful song that says simply this, God, I surrender, I yield, bring new wine out of me. Listen as they sing. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine in the soil I now surrender you are breaking new ground so I yield to you and to your careful hand when I trust you I don't need to Make me a vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever 
Jesus bring new wine out of me. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil I now surrender, you are breaking new ground. You are breaking So make me a vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing, with all you have given me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Jesus, bring out of me, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Cause where there is new wine, there is new power, there is new freedom, and the kingdom is here. I lay down my old place to carry. Oh, that song is the prayer of the committed Christian. Lord, I surrender. I yield to you. I pray that you know that as the prayer of your heart today. And it makes perfect sense because the Bible is so clear about the grandeur and the sovereignty of God. In Psalm 90, the psalmist veritably shouts it out like this. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Our days may come to 70 years, or even 80 if our strength endures, but they quickly pass 
and we fly away. Teach us, Lord, to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. He's everlasting. We're temporary. We need to trust him with our time. You see, God's time is long. All generations, before the world began, everlasting to everlasting. Folks, eternity is long. One of the best illustrations I've ever heard about how to understand eternity was the idea that there's a rock in northern Canada that's one mile in cube. In other words, it's one mile deep, one mile tall, and one mile wide. It's a one mile cube of rock. And every 1,000 years, a little sparrow flies to that rock and sharpens its beak against the rock. And when that rock has been worn completely away by that bird coming every thousand years to sharpen its beak, that will be the first day of eternity. God's time is long. You don't want to be on the wrong side of the coin for eternity. Follow God's plan for your life because our time is short. We've already talked about how quickly time on earth goes by. And Psalm says people are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up, but by the evening it's dry and withered. I mean, we just come and go. In fact, James in the New Testament says life's even shorter than that. He says, don't you even know what you, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are just a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. I mean, has the coronavirus taught anything about the truth of that? We don't know what's coming. God does. We're here crashing through this little life for the first and only time, and life here is short. So how are you using your time? Who is Lord of all your time? Keep in mind, he's the God who gives you time. Wouldn't it be best to give it back to him and say, Lord, guide me in every step? God's time is long. Our time is short, and God is our source of wisdom. That's what this chapter says in Psalm 90. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That doesn't mean show us how to count our days and see how many we've lived. I mean, just about anybody can do that. We don't need God to teach us how to count. It means that we need God to show us how to use the time we have in the best way possible. What's the best use of your time, do you think? Playing sports? Becoming healthy, athletic? Well, it's okay for a while. Playing video games? Well, keeps you pretty isolated, but, you know, your thumbs will be active. Making money? Hey, I've made a lot of money. Get this. You can't take it with you. I'll never forget the story of the rich guy who said when he died, he wanted to be buried in his gold Cadillac, sitting in there with the air conditioner running with a cigar in his mouth. So finally he died, and they had a big crane there lowering that Cadillac down into a giant grave. And here he is sitting there with his, you know, his Texas hat and his big cigar, air conditioner running. And the guy running the crane looks over at his buddy and said, man, that's really living, isn't it? No, it's not. He's not taking anything with him. He's dead. Now, which side of eternity is he going to be on, God's side or the other side? Now, I want to encourage you. Be on the right side. That's what Jesus died to provide for you. Don't miss out. Use your time for God's glory. This is your first and only trip through this deal. There's no do-overs. There's no practice game. 
does it really make sense that the best use of your life would be to be according to your plan or the opinion plan of other first timers? Or would it be best to learn the plan of God who is from everlasting to everlasting? Wouldn't it be best to know his plan? Who we choose to serve and what we do with our time while we are here on earth determines where we will live in eternity. So folks, be smart. Trade this little short part for the eternal part. And I'm telling you to testify, I'm having a great time in the short part since Jesus came into my heart. I have peace. I have joy. I have hope. I'm going somewhere. I'm alive unto God. And you can live that way too. You don't have to be burned out when you're my age. You can still have the joy of Jesus burning in your heart. That flame we talked about last week, still glowing and burning and going into glorious bonfire from time to time because of his presence in your life. See, I want to live with God for eternity. So I'm going to trade in whatever thing I've got here with time so I can have God's long time. Praise the Lord. So that's the long and the short of it. I want you to listen to the testimony of a man who's now in his upper 50s and graduates just a few days ago in his mind. He was graduating high school. And here's his story about where he found himself in his upper 50s. Johnny. Looking back in the past 35 years of my life, I realized that I was focused on success at work, and that left me very little quality time for serving God. The result was that, guess what? I made more money, but I didn't do ministry the way I knew I should be doing it, thinking that, oh, well, I'm young, I have more time. So 30s turns to 40s, 40s turns to 50s, and. Now I'm in my late 50s. Finally, I'm trying to flip it in the right direction, spending quality time doing God's work. When you're my age, you realize the weight of idolatry and realizing that other things have been more important and have taken the place of God. But at the same time, what I'm encouraged about is the direction of my life. I will befriend this family. I will become aware of needs. I will pray for this family. Where that will lead, I'm not sure. Everybody's aiming at something. It's incumbent upon us to know what is that and what should it be. My aim in life is what God wants, what brings Him pleasure, what is His desire. You know, I'm so glad Johnny came to his senses and gave God his whole life. Even though he was in his upper 50s, I'm glad he settled it to say yes to God. My time is yours. I heard that Denzel Washington, the great movie actor, when he turned 60, said, I looked myself in the mirror and said, Denzel, this is life. This is not a dress rehearsal. I was 15 when I realized the same thing. I was playing basketball in Dunbar, West Virginia, and I thought that was big stuff. But one day thinking about the things of God for some reason, I don't know why a 10th grader does that, but I was, and I thank God that I was, hit me like a ton of bricks, Jerome. This is not a practice game. There is no practice game in life. This is it. Better do it right the first time. 
I tell you, it settled in on me. And I began to seek God's direction in my life. And I'm so glad because I don't have a life of regrets. Now, I am brother and sister with anybody who comes to Christ. You can come to Christ at any age, and we're in this thing together. And God will even use the mistakes you have made, the sins you've committed, to show you lessons that you can share with others to help them avoid that. But there are regrets for wasted time and missed opportunities and wrong decisions and things we look back on and say, oh, I wish I had done that different. And so I say, college graduates, and really all of us, on the moment of graduation from this day to the next, Say yes to God. This is the youngest point in your life. I so think about when Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, wrote these words. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth. This is the youngest I'll ever be. It's the youngest you'll ever be. Remember now your creator and follow him. Because if you don't, you're going to regret the waste of time. Somewhere along the line, you regret your wasted time or you may even be so locked into sin that you won't even allow yourself to turn to God you'll just say no I can't I've sinned too much Satan can trap us like that and I don't want you to be trapped in his web of lies God always will hear and forgive the sincere repentant prayer of those who call out to him don't listen to the lies of Satan but don't risk your eternal life because you also may not live to have the opportunity to really change as you get older. So I want to challenge you, change now. Give your time, your life, your everything to God now. Graduates, that's really all of us. Today is the youngest we're ever going to be. We need to commit our hearts and lives to God today and ask him to teach us how to use the time that he gives to us. Use that time to seek him. The Bible tells you will seek me and find me when you seek for me with all your heart. We need to speak with him. Take time to be holy. The old song says, speak often with your God. Talk to him a lot. Speak with God. Hear from him. Talk to him and serve him. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only, Matthew tells us. Seek him. Speak with him. Serve him. That's the way to spend your time. And God will use it wisely. And you'll look back and you'll be blessed at what he accomplished in your little missed of a life that you almost missed the great things he had for you but no you heard the message and you said yes to jesus and he changed your life for now and for eternity praise the lord god's time is long our time is short god is the source of all wisdom so whose time is it yours or god's is he lord of all let's pray about it lord jesus Thank you for these young people that are graduating. Bless each one of them and their families. But bless all of us also, Lord, who are really moving from today into the next phase of our lives. All of us are moving forward into something new we've never experienced before. And so, Lord, we ask you to have complete control. Sit on the throne of my heart, dear Lord. Be Lord of all. Take my time. Use it, Lord, wisely for your glory. Thank you for the privilege. I love you, Lord. I'm so glad you love me. And you say yes to us when we come to you with sincere prayers of repentance. Bless your people, Lord. Live in our lives. Amen. Narrow as the road may seem I'll follow where your spirit leads Broken as my life may be
Nothing is a sacrifice Use me how you want to, God Have your throne within my heart I glad that you were able to join us for worship today. And please, when it comes to your faith, let today not be the only step you take, but rather your first or your next step you take in following Christ as Lord of all. And at Salem Fields, we have a bunch of opportunities to connect and also for you to grow in your faith and also reach out into the community to share Christ's love. And this Friday, June 12th, is the first of our drive-in movie series this summer which actually has been sold out, believe it or not, because we only have a limited number of spaces. But if you'd like to be put on the list to be alerted when registration opens for our July or August movies, you can email me directly at chris at salemfields.com. And remember that our deeper dive into this week's sermon will take place on Monday at 2 p.m. on Facebook Live, and it'll also be made available to view on our Facebook page afterwards. And if you have any questions for Pastor Jerome, you can email deeperdive at salemfields.com, and we'll hope to address them in that. Well, we just want to say God bless to all of you and know that we love you and we miss you, but we're grateful we've been able to worship together today in this time. Have an awesome week and hope to see you next week.